Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. I don't know if you noticed, but things this year have looked a little different. Instead of the typical programme of support involving trips over the summer, the Trust put together a virtual season. It was completely shaped by what young people said they would miss about being together in person. It was a real team effort for all to come together, from us here at the Trust team to the fantastic fleet of skippers and the outstanding community of volunteers. As we'll hear, the Trust's volunteers were instrumental in making what could have been a lonely summer into a vibrant success, taking part in and hosting all kinds of events. And as with every year, the Trust is looking for your nominations to recognise and award the next recipient of the Luke Gilbert Volunteer of the Year Award. We invited all the past winners of the award to join Soundwaves to talk about their experiences volunteering so far. Unfortunately, Rosie McIntyre was unable to join us on this occasion, but we send our love to her as always and look forward to her coming back on Soundwaves again in the future. Joining Paul, Rosa and Alex, three of the four recipients, is Lorna, who's part of the Trust team and works directly with Trust volunteers and is best placed to give an overview of 2024 volunteers and what 2021 is starting to look like. So as you listen to this conversation, have a think about what you got involved in and saw at the Trust this year. If there was a volunteer, did they stand out to you and did they go the extra mile? Hello, Alex, Rosa, Paul, Lorna. It's good to see you all. I think actually it'd be good, Lorna, to talk about what volunteering has been like this year. You, along with Beth, are kind of the main point of contact for volunteers with the Trust. For those who don't know, what kinds of things have volunteers been getting involved with this year, even though we haven't been on the water or on adventure trips? Uh, the volunteers have been an amazing support this summer uh, from helping us complete surveys to what young people are looking for um, when we couldn't be on the water um, to joining in and helping us um, host or just joining in with um, our virtual summer programme, which was Tuesday night hangouts, um, quizzes, painting, bingo, um, lots of things. Uh, and they've joined in, they've supported, they've hosted, um, they've helped us do career blogs and conversations with. Um, the support we've had all summer has been amazing and we couldn't have done it without them. And while all that was going on, we still had a mind to the future as well. Applications to become a volunteer with the Trust open up every year. What was it like doing that this year and prep for 2021? What kind of things did you see? Um, we opened up recruitment for Mates Medics. Um, just towards the end of summer and we were overwhelmed with the applications that came in this year um, so Beth and I had a lovely time on the phone chatting with each one interviewing um, and it was lovely they were from all over the country really lovely and um, so with so many um, applicants to to volunteer next summer we started our allocation process early and we're in the middle of that just now and it is it's huge. What's it like um, interviewing new volunteers it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's lovely, um, you know, asking them why they want to be involved, what experience they've got, and quite a lot of them have got a wealth of experience working with young people. Some of them are quite inspirational. It's really nice to get to know some of them before we actually meet them. Rosa, you have all these different relationships with the Trust, where you were a young person who went on trips during a recovery, you're also a volunteer and on the Trust's youth board, so you've seen it from all different sides. 
What has that journey been like for you starting off on a trip in 2009 to where you're at now? Um, I think at first it was really unknown. I didn't really know what I was throwing myself into in 2009, but I'm so glad I did because I became something part of something that's just so like caring and they look out for people so fabulous just so nice to be part of I think becoming a volunteer you became part of this caring community where everyone looked out for each other and it was also a chance to be given some responsibility and trust which lots of us had never had before especially while we've been in hospital and I'm still I've made so many friendships and those are the people that I rely on if I have a problem if I have a question if I just need someone to talk to that kind of understands my background, it's the other volunteers that I go to. And you were crowned Volunteer of the Year at the start of 2019 for 2018. What does volunteering at the Trust mean to you? I think it's something so special that people who aren't part of the Trust really don't understand at all. It's being part of something, a network that's just so close with people really looking out for you and a chance to learn and develop but in a really nice and understanding way where no one's going to yell at you or tell you off but they want to guide you and help you as well. Alex you're the most recent volunteer of the year and same question to you what does volunteering at the trust mean to you? Um, For me I think it's a, a sense of belonging actually it before when I've been working with other organizations I'm just using elements of myself and never felt I quite fitted in but with the trust it's sort of every element that I've got every every experience that I've had through life all comes together in one place and um, I mirror that what Rosa said is that the trust that brings everyone together is just such an amazing group to work within and to be part of and what it creates is just phenomenal and to be part of that is incredible. And you're known as someone who goes above and beyond. You do these fantastic fundraisers. What do you get out of your involvement with the Trust? What is it that keeps you so engaged and excited about it all? So I think it's back to that moment, that uh, what I just said about um, it, it takes every element of me. So it actually, I can just be myself. And I think that's something that's really important with the Trust is that it does look at everybody as an individual and it allows them to be them. And we try and do that for the young people, but also it's for the volunteers as well. And actually when the volunteers are in a safe place where they can just be themselves as well, you you can just, yeah, it, everything just comes naturally. And so I don't find that I'm pushing myself in, in crazy directions, even though I do do for a lot of people think I do quite some crazy stuff, but I actually, I do enjoy it. (laughs) My legs are still aching from Saturday from the the marathon, but I do enjoy it. And I think it's like, I'm going to do these crazy things kind of anyway, but it kind of gives me a sense of purpose. So like I sail um, on a private racing yacht and it's fun. Yeah, it's good, but it's just kind of like personal gain. Whereas with the trust, you, it's such a bigger thing than that. You know, you're working all together. So many people are involved um, and the difference that you make is just great. And what number of marathon was that at the weekend? Uh, that was number eight. Um, now I did, I've, I've made a little hiccup here is that I said I was going to run a marathon once a month for a year, but I realized I started a month early 
because I was going to, um, the last one was going to be around the Isle of Wight. So I'm actually going to have to do 13 marathons and then do the 66 miles around the Isle of Wight. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you have yeah, to no. now. I know I have to. I've just said it. I'm nice. So I'm going to have to. <laughs> so. We all heard you. <laughs> now, Paul, you were the first volunteer of the year for 2016 season. It was set up in Luke Gilbert's name. You were the first recipient. What did that mean to you? Yeah, I was. it was overwhelming at the time, to be honest. So I was humbled to be nominated. And then when I was selected as the volunteer of the year, it was, very, it was a proud moment, really. And that was for a couple of things. So first and foremost, the trust. Like, I absolutely love the trust. Turned my life around has made me who I am today. I say that in every every job interview, every walk of life, like it's made me who I am and give me me confidence back. And then more importantly, it was all about Luke. So obviously the, the rewards in Luke's name and Luke personified everything about the trust, really. Like his whole character, his humour, his love, like he took everyone under his wing and he was just this great personality to be around. And it was to say it was infectious would be an understatement, really. It was just one of those personalities that, that just blow you away. So to be associated with Luke's name in, in his memory was just, um, it was very emotional at the time, really, but he still has such a big impact on the trust. Um, and it's great to see, really. So, yeah, humbled, honoured. Yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely. And like Rosa, you've got this longer history with the trust and you started volunteering in 2010. So what has it been like volunteering across a decade and how does the role sort of change for you as you do it more and you get a little older? Yeah, I think obviously I've, I've volunteered for a number of years now and what's been great to see is people coming through the trust. So quite often now you get to see, you know, I've been on trust where people have come for the first time sailing. So after treatment, so they're on the first trip, they're getting the confidence. And obviously you see the difference in the four days on the trust. And it's just completely incredible, isn't it? What the trust does and how it really does restore confidence and self-esteem. So it's great to do that one trip, one year. And then you go back and you might see a few faces again and see how they developed over the year of returning back to school. If you do an over 18 trip, you see... You hear about the first job. And then a lot of the people now who you meet on um, the volunteer induction days, they're now volunteers, aren't they? So they've been trained through the trust. So they come as a young person. They went through the ranks and now they're volunteering. And I just think that's so powerful. And it's great to see everyone's been in similar situations before, hasn't it? So it's lovely to, for the volunteer. There's so many networks. So you have the networks of young people, the networks of volunteers throughout all levels of the trust. So that's what I love, really, just coming back and seeing everyone's story and how much the, the trust has impacted on them and how they're getting on in, in the life outside of trust, the normality, shall we say. But no, it's been lovely. Lorna, I'm going to ask you this one because I think it would embarrass Rosa and Alex and Paul if I asked them. But what makes a volunteer of the year? Well, um, I have to say all the trust volunteers are very special. <laughs> Can't have favourites. However... There are some years where there's just a handful or a couple of handfuls of people that um, just, they go the extra mile and they make an impact on the young people or they, they make a difference or they're inspiring. Um, and we ask our young people and our volunteers to, to nominate who it's, so it comes from our young people. We ask them to nominate who would, who would be that special person to them. 
and we recognise all our nominees and it, uh, the nominees then go to a panel and it's then decided on who's to get Luke, the Luke Gilbert Award. But it's a lot of enthusiasm and giving up lots of time, but all our volunteers give up lots of time. I think they say over and over again, the Trust wouldn't be able to do what it does without all of its volunteers. Absolutely, yep. And I just want to remind everyone listening at the moment that Volunteer of the Year nominations are currently open for the 2020 season. If you go on to our volunteering section of our website and scroll down, you'll see a section with more details and a place to get involved. There were loads of activities this year, as Lorna said, during our virtual summer in which volunteers got involved. Lots of them have come on sound waves. So yeah, if someone has really stood out to you, gone that extra mile, it would be a really kind gesture uh, for them to be put forward and to be recognised uh, for what they've contributed this year. Rosa, I've missed trips so much this year and I never get bored of hearing about them. You've been with the Trust for more than half of the time that the Trust has been around. So you're kind of one of its storytellers in a sense. You've seen so much of it. Could you tell us one or two memories of volunteering that you're really fond of as a kind of sound wave story time? Yeah, I was thinking about this and I was inspired by this year's Great British Bake Off. Other shows are available, but it brought us all together. Um, and I feel like it brought the nation together in this kind of lockdown. Um, but I remember there's always a bake-off or some sort of cook-off, usually on a trust trip, um, especially a first-time trip. And I remember on one of mine, I think it was in Scotland, actually, we were um, baking some cakes on our boat because there was a cake competition going on. And we were all adamant that we were going to win this. But to win it, we didn't only need to bake the cake, we also needed to make it look pretty good. So we were baking this cake, but it just, and we got it out of the oven, it just wouldn't cool down and we didn't have long. So I suggested to the people on the boat, I was like, okay, we're going to take our cake for a walk. This will be a good idea. And they were like, we can't take a cake for a walk. It's got no legs. I was like, we've got to take it for a walk. We're going to have to take it, guys. It's got to cool down somehow. So we put our cakes onto chopping boards and walked around the marinas with our cakes on board, just smiling at everyone and waving to them. And we had so many looks at us, but the children thought it, and the young people just thought it was hysterical and we didn't stop laughing the whole time. Um, and then came back, decorated it and won. So really, what was to lose? We might have looked a bit odd walking up, taking our cakes for a walk, but we also won. I love a story with a happy ending as well. <laughs> there was a <laughs> sort of display of general glee on the Zoom room there. Everyone yeah, their hands in the air. It's not like I'm competitive, but um, no, it was really good fun. Alex, you've been volunteering since 2018, but you've already racked up a fair amount of trips. We need to get you north of the border for a large one, by the way. Could you do the same and add to the Soundwave story time with some volunteering memories? Yeah, there's so many. Um, a few things on the bakery one that just reminded me actually one time that I was down um, in the Solent and the weather was awful so um, we had a day trip to Osborne House uh, on the Isle of Wight went for a nice walk around there and the crew were fantastic such a wonderful uh, all-girl crew and we ended up going round into the little cottage where the prince and princess used to learn sort of um sort of housekeeping and things like that and they had a cookery book so we decided for our bake-off we would do something from the cookery book and um, there was fruit pastels I remember rightly and we thought for Skipper Mark being gluten-free we'll make him these and um, let's just say there was just this big gooey mess across the baking tray it, he didn't look too impressed um, but they tasted quite nice though um, so that was quite a uh, it was quite a funny outcome on that. Other things, there's lots of different 
different memories for all the different trips. I remember doing like we were doing yoga on the pontoon in Southampton, um, which was quite weird. We were all just sort of lying there doing yoga. And that was quite entertaining first thing in the morning. And uh, yeah, going for a walk when I first met Rosa, actually, um, we're up in the Peak District and going caving and things like that. And we just had really great time. And there was one time for some reason, um, I decided to go under the style rather than over it. I'm not quite sure why everybody egged me on and I decided to climb underneath it, which was quite good fun. Um, but there's so many memories, so, so many me memories and little stories that I just can't sort of think of at the moment. <laughs> We had this last week as well, where we had young people on and kept asking them what were they missing, what were they missing, and it was always the baking. I think what are we wasting our time sailing for? We should do a baking trip. <laughs> oh, actually, I just remembered one, which had to be Jess was uh, my crew supervisor on board, and her ability to make sandwiches whilst we were sailing healed right over. And she did a splendid job until she starts to bring them up the steps and the whole tray went down all over the floor. So bless her, she did a great job. And Paul, same to you. Could you add a couple more in here? Yeah, definitely. I think some of my favourites. So I always refer back to me, my first trip with the trust. So where I was the patient, so to speak, and it was part of the round, round Britain and I sailed from Anglesey down to Cardiff. I'd never been on a boat before. And I, I went on the boat on crutches and then within like well, maybe like a days, the crutches had been binned um, and it was just that awesome experience like sailing of a night being with the crew and a lot of them had sailed before so I learned a lot from them um, and made some lifelong friends really so that was that was my first taste of the trust which I'll never forget and then just it's all the daft stories isn't it so like Max falling in the the water down on the uh, Isle of Wight, obviously the shallow water, but inflating his life jacket, that got everyone laughing, from barbecues with Frank, sailing trips up in Largs, and I've spent a lot of the time at the water park up in the Lake District for me volunteering. So it's great that you do lots of activities on the water, and but then you go do things like gorge walking, and it's great to see everyone building up the confidence, really. And just, it's all them little stories of, whether it's climbing to the top of the um, the stable pro pole, I always forget its name, but whether it's climbing to the top of the pole and overcoming the fear of heights or it's windsurfing for 10 seconds on Lake Coniston or if it's abseiling down a rock face overlooking Coniston or even walking up a small mountain and getting to the top of the cliff. I just think it's all them small moments where you see something change really and you just see like, how proud everyone is of themselves, even the volunteers when they get to the top of the earth, totem pole or whatever it's called. So for me, it's just all the, it's just all the little stories really that really create the whole um, story, the trust, don't they, in terms of building that confidence and self-esteem. So not one particular favourite, just lots of, lots of fun. I think that's the one best way to say it, isn't it? Yeah, lots of daft fun. And that is it for this week. Thank you to Lorna, Paul, Rosa and Alex for joining us and you two for listening in. Volunteer of the Year nominations are now open. Just go to the Trust's website, ellenmacarthurcancertrust.org, go to the volunteering page, scroll down a little bit and you'll see everything you need to put someone forward. It takes minutes of your time and is a fantastic way to recognise someone's efforts over the last year. Thank you again for joining us. Until next time, take care.